Um, boom. Great day, great day, great day, good people. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the human experience. It is H I M Y O with that flow, aka true him, aka dynamism, him, aka it all flows through him. And today on the human experience, we have the wonderful opportunity to have a dynamic guest. Um, I would also like to uh, speak towards the fact that we have been going through some spooky times and spooky actions. But within that spookiness, you know, I would just like to say um, we got through it in a major way. So that's awesome. That's great. And there's nothing to be uh, scared of. I hope we were all able to participate in the experience however you choose however you chose fit and that experience whether you chose to um take part in the democratic process by voting uh thank you if you uh did not take part in the democratic process thank you as well um and you know as long as you are if you don't feel the system is created or it is able to work for you as long as you're doing whatever you can in your space and in your place to uplift your community and be uh, a person of substance and action in those that you have in your life, then, Hey, so be it. Uh, that's really what it's about is just being of, uh, of service and being of substance to those that you love and being able to provide, take care of and perfect, um, perfect, uh, no, not perfect, but protect, um, through your thoughts, through your words, and through your actions, those that you called loved ones, however that is you choose to love. And so it has been a while. It's been a couple of weeks since we've, uh, did the last recording of the human experience. Uh, there's just life has been happening. You know, um, this guest was supposed to come on last week, but due to some unfortunate incidences to a family member in in their life, uh, we had to postpone. And that's what happens on the human experience, right? You know, like we are literally living our lives in this pandemic, and we are, um, you know, just taking part in, in our day-to-day actions and, and things happen. So you have to be open, you have to be malleable, and you have to um, be able to provide and go with the flow of what life gives you, you know, and be able to still move in rhythm. If you're paying attention to the signs of the times, uh, speaking of the signs and the times, I want to give a shout out to Omen Timepieces. They are one of our sponsors, Omen Timepieces. I will provide the link in the bio to check them out. It is a black owned company. One of the great things about going to a uh, historically black college or university is, or just going to any institution of higher learning. I'm not saying that everyone has to, but if you do, the individuals that you are able to meet, those that you are able to um, be in contact with, the community that you're able to build and expand upon is infinite. And so I would just say that is one of the reasons that going to an institution of higher learning could be beneficial to you should you choose that path. So for all those who are new to what the human experience is, let me give you a little bit of a refresher course on what it is. The human experience is where I 
ask someone seven questions that allows them to compassionately express themselves so that you, the viewer, are able to experience the compassion that resides within this individual. And the uh, way that I was able to come across our particular guest today is uh, very fortuitous. Don't ask me to spell it. I do know what it means, though, and I do know how to use it in a sentence as just was displayed. Uh, and so the way that that came about was a good brother of mine by the name of Shahid Malden, someone who I've grown up with and known since we were about um, seven, eight, nine years old. Uh, he had let me know that there was this group, this magnanimous group called um, Blacks in Nonprofit. And he knew the work that I was up to, and he was like, bro, you need to uh, you need to check this group out. I'm actually going to have the opportunity to go speak in it, um, and so, yo, check it out. And I would say that as I was able to enter the space, it was just wonderful to see that there were so many melanated beings who um, is just in us to be of service to the greater world, right? It is just... It's just inherently in our DNA to be of service, you know, um, not chattel service, <laughs> but to be of service. And even in chattel service, we were still magnanimous, dynamic, and, and truly giving of ourselves, right? And so entering into this group and into this space um, was a true, uh, I would say, uh, blessing for me, because it was just great to know that there were so many individuals out there who were um, interested in starting up their nonprofits or actually in the nonprofit world and being of service to their populations that they are, are encountered with. And so one of the individuals, the person that we are about to speak to today within this human experience is the creator. She is the source of uh, blacks in nonprofits, B-I-N for short. And the individual that I am talking about, her name is Ronika Thomas, Dr. Rowe for short. And she is considered a pioneer in the nonprofit sector with over 12 years of experience. In March of 2020, she created history as the CEO and founder of the first national nonprofit minority association in the world. Born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, her, edu her educational background is solid with the following degrees. She has a BA, an MA, a PhD, and all the other letters that you could choose to be. Um, she is considered an expert in the field of nonprofit startup, development, and management. She has spent years dedicating her time to living, I mean, to learning about nonprofits. Her love and passion has taken her across the world, coaching and developing future nonprofit leaders. Dr. Rowe created Blacks in Nonprofit for the first online Facebook group community that caters to people of color in the nonprofit sector. The BIN community is open to people of color all across the world and is growing rapidly with over 15,000 members in less than a year. Her mission in life is helping others to reach their full potential and giving back to her community. She believes in being a blessing to others um, and she established, I'm sorry, and she's established Nonprofit Newbies Consulting LLC based out of St. Louis, Missouri where she provides individual consulting and mentorship. 
More about mentorship later. Uh, she also founded the phenomenal I Am Women's Conference series that provides encouragement, empowerment, and networking opportunities for women of all backgrounds. However, Dr. Rose's most proudest accomplishment is becoming a proud, loving mother of three amazing children who she proudly declares as her reason why she goes so hard in life. You can find out more about her work and the association at National Nonprofit Minority Association.org. And so, I would love to introduce to the human experience Dr. Ronika Thomas. Dr. Rowe, Dr. Rowe, Dr. Rowe, how it go? Hey. Welcome, How welcome, is... welcome to the human experience. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you tonight. Hey, hey, Facebook. Hey, everybody that's listening. Yes, yes, yes. You know, there is a tradition that we like to do. Um, something that I did forget to do, though, is there's some music. Um, you know, but as we're going through this, we can still talk through it, right? Because also, what is a tradition here? We like here at the human experience we are about giving people their flowers and their roses while they are in front of us you know so with that being said here's something that you deserve oh thank you not only no 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 you know actually for the phenomenal work that you are doing you need some more <laughs> Actually, let's, let's just do one more, one more game, one more game, just just to let it let it land fully in you, you know. Oh yeah, I definitely felt that one. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Doctor Rowe, I read all of these. You have all these letters behind your name as um, you know, a woman in the community, living up to the 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 phenom that you are, you know, and having all of the letters behind those names you know, as, um, a lot of black women usually do, um, <laughs> you know, y'all are the leaders of the community. Like there is no, there is no if, ands or buts about that. Right. And so with all of that, please, Dr. Rowe, would you allow us into what was it that compelled you to, um, gain all these letters and, and do the work that you do give us a little more detail and background into what uh occurred to for you to be this dynamic well i would say um i had some very good uh influencers my mother was uh, phenomenal in um my upbringing i should say and my father and my granny and just strong people around me that, that um, were great examples for me to follow. And uh, my mom always told me when I was little that I was always uh, overachiever. I always wanted to strive for excellence, even at a young age. And I was very independent and a very strong willed. So if I wanted to do something, then no matter what, I would find a way to uh, get done, find a way to make it happen. So I guess that carried on uh, in my teenage years and up to uh, young adulthood would go into college. And college was a great experience for me. I actually loved learning and loved um, the whole um, 
process of just waking up and saying, okay, I know I'm going to learn something new today. So uh, most people would call that like a book nerd or a geek or um, what did they call it? A bookworm. <laughs> so I guess I was like uh, in the bookworm category, but I was like a cool bookworm. Don't get me wrong. So I was very athletic and um, really was well-rounded with being um, involved in activities. And when you get involved with activities and you are a scholar, I think it helps um, give you a good fair balance. So it's not all academics and it's not all um, athletics. So that fair mix uh, taught me about leadership. It taught me about being consistent and being dedicated to something. So my mom had a philosophy where if you started a sport, then you finished a sport. It was like no quitting on uh, a commitment that you made. And so that carried on to uh, all of my schooling. And I just really was determined to uh, move forward with it and keep going and um, be an example. So it sounds like back, it know? sounds like you had a, <laughs> a mama like Kevin Hart. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He was definitely on it, and um, she she didn't play about the schooling, you know. And I, I'm when I was growing up, I was like, man, she's like so strict and um, stayed on me about uh, getting the homework assignments turned in and um, giving it my best. And that was one of her requirements: was you may not get straight A's, but give it your best. Did you try? Did you put forth the effort? And um, your grades will reflect the work that you put in. So I always was like, okay, I'm going to at least try. Mm. All right. I could dig that. I, I hear that. You know, there was a couple of things in there that you um, that you touched upon that uh, I think was was very poignant in the fact that not only did you take the education seriously, um, but you also on top of that took um both sides so it sounds like there was uh, there was a you had a balanced view on the way that you wanted to show up in this world um and then the fact that you took on the the idea of learning and and uh found it to be uh you made learning cool for you right and being able to um to find the value and find the gems and the jewels within learning so like where where and this is not even the first question this is just what what's popping up for me right now like where did you find that joy in in learning like how what 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 specifically if you if you can um was it about learning that uh that intrigued you so much just the unknowns like um, if I wanted to know something, and this was a uh, pre-Google University, where Google wasn't our first choice, where you actually had to go find answers in books, you had to um, consult with other people that knew answers, whether it was like, okay, you want to be a, a teacher. So instead of Googling what teachers did and everything, you had to actually find a teacher and call that teacher or go and shadow that teacher and um, do a whole report about them. Uh, so he was on that all, Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, yeah, that back in the day. <laughs> that CD-ROM CD joint that was on the, uh, that be in the library. That you had to, <laughs> you pop yes. in the CD-ROM and shit and they'd be like, they'd be flowing. <laughs> Encyclopedia and, and my kids are like, 
what's that? Like, it's just a thing of the past. So, um, but that's what really intrigues me about learning is that there's so much that is out there for you to learn. Like, we only know what we know, right? Mm. So if we could obviously uh, have on our thinker's cap, then your um, level of education continues to grow with you. And each day, each year that you're blessed with is another opportunity for you to learn something. Mm. I hear that. Well, congratulations for uh, for for choosing that path and and being in that space and in that place. Um, you know, there is something there is something that I wanted to to drop on you. Um, I think I had put it in the chat before we had talked. Uh, and that idea of mentorship. This is something that I'm just bringing into my lexicon, and I'm trying to like um, really uh, ingrain it into my into my reprogramming. There is a word that was just introduced to me. And that word is Jegna, J-E-G-N-A. And really, and what that is, the connotation of what that word means is uh, it's an Aramaic word. Um, and it means brave, courageous, uh, uh, a person of, um, of wisdom. And it is a, a, a individual who is highly regarded in the community. And is the protector of the community. And, um, and so that word, uh, was something that resonated with me so much more than a mentor, because when you do the, the knowledge on what mentor was or who mentor the individual was, um, he was a pedophile and he was a sexual predator and, um, and not, I don't have anything against homosexuals, but he was specifically preyed upon young men. And so that word mentor, when you break that down and you look at the definition of that in there, it has confidant, right? And that confidant part, uh, is what he was, what people would go to him and yeah, they would confide in him, but he would, the reason they were confiding in him was, uh, he was turning, he was turning them out basically, you know, long, short and sweet of it. He was turning them out. And that is the word that we've been using to show, uh, respect and honor to a person of reverence and doing the knowledge on that word. It's like, mm, I am yeah. no, I am actively looking to remove that word from my vocabulary and replace it with Jagna. Um, so do the research since you love to learn, <laughs> uh, do the knowledge and, and yeah. And so, you know, with that being said, uh, as, as you jump into the knowledge, knowledge seeker that you are, believe that this is a perfect segue to, uh, I got to remove that word. Perfect. I do not like that word. Perfect. Um, but, uh, it is what it is. And so. My first question for you is, what do you trust more, your heart or your brain? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, I tend to um, follow my heart a lot, I, I think. Okay, elaborate a little bit more, please, if you should choose so. Uh, I'm more of a, a feeling type of person. So if it feels right to me and I feel like it's the right thing to do, then I will probably go ahead and do it. Even if my mind is saying no, uh, if my heart, if it pulls on my heartstrings more 
then I tend to follow my heart. Hmm. Okay. So following your heart um, is what led you to creating Blacks in Nonprofit? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, it was definitely something that has been on my heart for a while. And my, if I follow my mind, I probably wouldn't have started it because your mind tries to tell you and talk you out of so many things. But uh, your heart will stay really strong and solid to an idea. And it's like, man, it'll just keep coming up, keep coming up. And um, that's what happened with Blacks and Nonprofits. It was like really something strong that was tugging on my heart. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start it. Hmm. Well, thank you for doing that because it was definitely, um, and it's amazing to know that you started that in March of 2020 as on the rise of this pandemic and, um, and the way that it has been able to grow, uh, within this time has been, been something to be, uh, to be applauded. Uh, matter of fact, shit, let me, let me just... <laughs> They do it. My well, they do it. They they go ahead and do that right there. Um, yeah. So yeah, man. So like, actually, go into a little bit more about how you went into um, following your heart into starting Black nonprofit, like especially in the advent of this pandemic. So even with the pandemic, uh, no one knew that it was coming. As far as um, you know, everyday people on um, our level. Um, so I think it caught a lot of people by surprise and it really affected so many people's everyday lives to so much so that a lot of people were in the house. And so since a lot of people are, are in the house, even currently, um, that freed up so much time for people to be on social media. So the pandemic actually helped with Blacks and Nonprofits because it increased the amount of time people are on their devices. And yes, people check their social media, you know, on work breaks and uh, lunch break and on the weekend. But uh, when they're at home, it seems like, you know, the phone is right there because it's nobody literally telling them to put the phone down or, you know, to not do certain things um, that they wouldn't be able to do if they're at an office cubicle or, you know, working um, for an employer that won't let them check their phones as often. Mm -hmm. So that and the increase on people needing an outlet because staying at home can be stressful. It can really be overwhelming. So I think a lot of people were looking for something positive to be involved with that can kind of take or release some of that load and that pressure from being in the house. Um, a lot of moms and dads became teachers like literally overnight with the um, virtual schooling and becoming um, cafeteria workers, the recess to the gym teachers. Like we had to put on so many different hats all at once. And people were looking for, you know, something that they can get involved with that's positive, that's moving uh, towards a, a good direction. And Blacks Nonprofits was able to fill that void um, on the social level and on the level for nonprofits, filling a, a void and a need that has been there for years. So um, it was very important for me to step out on faith and start it. And like you said, since it's been started, since March, the growth has been like crazy good. So, um, 
I'm just very humbled by the opportunity to uh, be such a um, blessing to so many people. Yeah, no, for sure. You definitely have been that and definitely are that. Uh, So that is actually a great way for me to ask you this next question, which is, is it better to have beauty or be beautiful? I would definitely say to have beauty because, um, of course, the beauty on the outside is definitely in the eyes of the beholder. Uh, you, my friends, we um, had this challenge uh, in high school all the time where somebody be like, oh, you think you're fine? And then we looking at like, what, like, what are you saying that we're not seeing? But um we can pick out a different guy and I may think he's fine, but my my friends are like, are you nuts? (laughs) Like, what are you looking at? So everyone has their own preference on what they value and the level of beauty on the outside, but somebody that's beautiful on the inside, it's undeniable. You know, their uh, beauty. Hello? Any different form from being humble to speak to being Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, I, I, I think there was a little bit of a delay that was happening. Um, there was a hard, it was a hard pause, so I didn't know if you were actually uh, thinking or <laughs> what was going on. But I think there's a, a little uh, lag in the uh, in the connection. Oh, okay. So just uh, uh, yeah. So you, as you were saying a little bit more about the uh, having beauty or being beautiful, um, and in the connection of it, and and um, mm-hmm. how you how you relate that. Yeah. So the beauty inside, um, like I said, it's um it's undeniable, and no one can question the beauty on the inside based off of a value on how they believe uh, someone is supposed to be looked off of a scale on uh like or she get an eight or he get a 10 because she looks good uh on the inside it's more valued on uh, how you make people feel uh the connection that they have with you as far as um being sweet being humble being kind being nurturing um having and, and exemplifying all of those types of feelings and uh characteristics makes you beautiful on the inside so I definitely uh, value the beauty on the inside. The beauty on the inside. I hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I kind of equate that to uh, from what your definition was and how you were explaining that you were talking about like the action or the personification of, of that, of beauty. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it's like in motion. So I like, I love the idea of, of, how you were able to explain um, the the distinction between having something and being something, right? Um, and, and how the being that thing is not something that resides with on the that resides on the surface and lives on the surface. It's more of a, um, a inner, uh, you know, inner standing and uh, um, and a outer reflection of that which resides within right Um, right word word up sign word i like that i like that (laughs) i'm with that 
So how was it growing up in you're from so you're from St. Louis, Missouri, and that's where you uh are still still are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love St. Louis. Um I, I well let me take that back. So I love St. Louis in the summertime. I mm. dislike St. Louis in the wintertime, which we're fastly approaching. So uh my level of likes starts to go down uh to a bare minimum in the winter. But other than that, St. Louis was very yeah uh so we we were having a little bit of a connection uh, issue not there again. too much um as far as ooh uh so we're having okay, a can you hear me? yeah yeah i can hear you but there was a there's a little bit of a uh connection issue happening there was it was a little r2d2ish in what it was that you're saying so that's a okay because uh we get the fact that you love st louis minus the winter time but you still are able to find the rays of sunshine within that winter uh good thing you're booed up and good thing you have uh three little beings that keep you uh, active <laughs> within that. And so we will go into question number three, which is, Dr. Rowe, <laughs> when was the last time you cried? Ooh, I think I might know the answer the last- to that one, too. <laughs> um, the last time I cried was probably... Hmm. Probably two years ago. What? what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Damn, that was not what I was thinking you was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you mean, like, cry? Do you mean like a sling and snot, like cry, or do you mean like cry from happiness? Amen. It, or, hey, miss, it is your ex- it's your expression. It's your expression of compassion. So I, I just asked when was the last time you cried? And it is, yeah. you know, that's on you. If you say two years ago, OK, not a problem. Um, well, I, two years ago, it is. May I, I ask years. what it was? Yeah, I was saying I said two years ago for like a full cry where like I would say it really took me out. Um, was when my big sister passed away from cancer. Mm. Um, and that's, that is what I would say. It's like a full fledged cry, but I'm a big cry baby anyway. So if someone says, when did you like cry, cry, I will go back to that time. But if somebody says, when did I just like cry for tears of joy, like for a happy cry? Um, that's like probably every week for me because I'm very emotional. Um, especially when it comes with people showing me gratitude because I'm very, very humble and I appreciate, you know, people taking time to um, just say, hey, doctor, you know, I appreciate you or this did your uh, idea or your vision did this for my nonprofit or it changed my uh, life in this capacity or those words that you say really. Oh. Ay, ay, ay. They don't want to see us win. They don't want to see us win. 
They don't want to see us win. I don't know what's yeah. going on with this uh with this connection, but we're gonna keep powering through it. We will not I rebuke you. You shall not you shall not ex- mess up our experience. Oh no, I rebuke you. Mm-hmm. Not happening today. Uh we gonna keep powering through this though. See I would just like to constantly say that for all those who are going to be listening to this on the playback and all those who are listening to this now, right? Real world, real life experiences happen. And the real lesson in this uh, and why I'm not going to erase it, I'm not going to go and try to do it over or anything like that because real life happened. So it's about what presents like when real life things happen. It's about how you uh, react to life happening in that moment, right? And how you can choose to either get in the dumps about it and and start being all, you know, whiny and, and like, oh, get mad at that, like all of these glitches are taking place or you can choose to power through. Here is, this is the epitome of what it is that I'm talking about when it says, I'm not perfect, I am dynamic. Right. And so it is about the dynamism comes into play with being able to still power through and know that, yeah, things are happening. Things are going on. And and that's OK. As long as the message is being uh, is, as long as the message is still being felt seen and heard then that's what really matters right so the power in your words although you know there may be a lag in internet connection or whatever the powers of your words and the and the, and the um, expression of what resides within you is still coming through and so that's exactly what i am expressing and talking about when i say i'm not perfect this isn't perfect perfect isn't real perfect looks different to every person every person right it's not something tangible that you can you can really hold in your hand dynamism and being dynamic that's a real thing because you can feel that and everyone has the ability to be dynamic because it's tangible because you know when something's landing and when something's not and so with with that being said back to our regularly scheduled program and (laughs) So when you talk about, um, you know, tears of joy, when you talk about, um, you know, those deep cries of, of pain, sorrow and sadness, it's really, you know, at the heart of this question, um, because there is a full range of, of how someone can choose to take it on. It's really about what their expression is. And I find it interesting to uh, to to see where people will take it when I ask that question, right? Because it kind of lets you know, it gives you an inkling of the type of individual that you're dealing with, right? And, and, And how they show up in the world, right? Because there's those who can say it only associate crying with a negative action and something that is uh, is absolutely painful, horrible, and and um and brings about some type of trauma, right? There is those who choose to only see that as the way of, of crying. The awesome thing that you were able to present, right, in in your analytical thinking about oh shit, like all right, he said crying. There's there's multiple levels of crying, right? And you and you being able to dig into that thought and be like, all right, well. 
a real cry from um a loss and from like that like you said snot bubbles and like and that real that real pain was your sister's passing but then you also were able to present a happy cry right and that and being expressive gratitude and 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 um and when you get that and you said that was only like two weeks ago i thought that you were going to um speak about the incident that had us prolong um this particular interview so that's why i was like oh i think i know the answer to that but that's where i go about making assumptions mm, the lesson message pay attention all right um so uh we got we got we got when you were crying here's a good one mm -hmm. since you're a worldly individual dr Rowe. actually what are you a doctor mm -hmm. in how about that psychology Oh, 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 okay. See, so you, yep. you mm, 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 mm. okay. All right. You all up in there. Um, so Dr. Rowe, pregunto numero cuatro es, what are three words you should know in all languages? Hello. Help. And um, in all languages, um, uh, I'm at a loss for the third one. Um, hello, help, and Hello, help, and 911. <laughs> well, the 911 is iffy. I, I'm trying to find a, a good replacement for that one. Uh, but I'll. Um, mm, uh, yeah, I can't think of a third one. Okay, all right. So uh, we'll go with so we'll go with hello and uh, hello and help. Why those? Why okay. those two? Um, I, I definitely picked hello because I think that you would need to know how to uh, properly greet someone um, in mm -hmm. multiple different languages. Um, hello opens the door to so many things, and. I picked help because I would think that you would want to know how to say help if you need it in multiple languages. Okay. And same way with, with being able to, you know, say 911. I think it's a universal way that people, you know, associate needing help or like an emergency situation uh, with being able to utilize that. Okay. I got you. I got you. Hola and I don't know how to say help. 
So I don't know how to say help in another language. Maybe I need to. Maybe I need to ask myself that same damn question and, uh, <laughs> and figure that out, and figure that one on out. Um, all right. So cool. Hello and help. Mm-hmm. Then Doctor Rowe, Miss uh, Madam Psychologist. I'm sure this is a question that you have delved into for yourself, and that is. What scares you? Oh, what scares me um, is the unknown of how long, you know, people have on Earth. And that's just something that we don't know. Um, And... Since it is can be scary, I like to, um, you know, try to live life uh, on a day to day basis because, you know, tomorrow's not promised to us and then really appreciate people while they're here. So I always find myself saying I appreciate you or I thank you or you're loved and appreciated. So people understand that they have value while they're here because, again, you don't know when somebody can be here literally one day and you get a phone call and they're not here the next day or, you know, you talk to them a couple of hours and then, you know, an hour comes up and you get a phone call or something happens to them and it deteriorates their life um, from the capacity that it was prior to. And now, you know, how you interact with them and how you deal with them and you may not be able to go to places anymore like you did so you really have to cherish people and value them. Mm. I hear you. So in that in that unknowingness, let's let's dive let's dive a little deeper onto the couch into that unknowingness. Um or or, or yeah, or not knowing. Now, is that would you say that's also associated with a uh, or better question is how much does control come into play with that um, that not knowing or, or or unknowingness? If that's even a word, I think I think unknowingness is a word. If it's not, it is today. <laughs> I mean, um, the control factor it, it really is uh, nothing that you can control. Uh, we try to. Um, you know, control what we do each and every day. And uh, some of us do live like we are going to be here for um, eternity. And that's just not the case. Everyone has a date that they're here and a date that, you know, unfortunately they, they will leave. And what you do in between that time frame is so important. And the things that you learn, the lessons that you go through and the legacies and the things that you leave behind for people to remember you by, that's what's going to be so important that you utilize that in between time um, and and really maximize it uh, to your full potential. So Mm. that's I I think that, you know, um, at some point you really let go of the control and um, just really have to start thinking um in terms of how can i continue to be better you know each day that i am blessed with Mm, i hear that i'm with you on i'm with you on that one (laughs) 
So, Dr. Rowe, what makes you happy? Oh, what makes me happy is my babies, uh, seeing them growing up and thriving into uh, productive individuals. Uh, being a mother is such a blessing. Uh, motherhood, just in general, to know that God entrusted me with three individuals and, and they look up to me and, and um, it, it's just a blessing, a true treasure to have other people uh, that you're responsible for and uh, seeing them grow up and um, going through their own little personalities and um, becoming, you know, I would say fully productive citizens and, and knowing, you know, what's right and, and wrong from the values and lessons that you instilled in them. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely say that um, that makes me happy. Uh, it fills my heart and my, my soul, my very being with so much uh, love and overflow from from a place that you really don't even know that you can really, truly love somebody mm. uh, so unconditionally and, and, and care for so, so many um, things about them. And, and, you know, as mothers and fathers, we're all biased, right? You know, your kids are the best. And they're the cutest. <laughs> Listen, if he, my son out playing football, he's the best person out there on the field, flat out. Discussion, <laughs> period. And even if he's sitting on the bench, he's still the best person. You you better do that. Like, that's my baby. But I think uh, we, we're all, uh, you know, cheerleading. We all have uh, flaws as parents and and things like that. But for the most part, we try to uh, make their lives as little people the best as possible. And we do the best that we can do. And then when they get older and they start to understand why the rules and uh, the protection that you had over them was in place. And um, each one of them are in separate places. You know, my son's about to be 17 and my daughter's 12 and then my youngest is eight. So they're at different points. Um, and it's just crazy to see them, you know, growing into their own. So that's my happy place. Wow. That's a, that's a heck of a span you got there. Yeah. That's how I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even put that on you. Um, for them to be that spaced out, like I, I would, all right, three kids. Okay. Boom. I would have thought they were all been, you know, under, under eight or something like that. Um, yeah spaced out um and i did it like that so each one can get some time you know mm -hmm. to be their own person and um they're very close and like i said uh they're just a blessing to have word congratulations on that uh Thank for you. show for show you're welcome <laughs> uh so we have gotten to the last question oh I know, right? It's just been flowing. It's just been flowing and going. That's how it. That's how it be at times. And so, what? Before I get into that, actually, though, um, like, why? Why psychology? What? What was it that intrigued you about psychology that you would choose to, um, be so involved in it that you would go to PhD level? 
I really liked uh, helping people. Like I said, um, ever since I was little, I always had a way with words, a way with being an ultimate listener. My friends would always be like, oh, I'm going to call you because I need to talk to you. And so family members and the whole nine yards, everybody always wanted to talk to me because I knew how to, to listen. And so when I was thinking of picking a degree, um, I was looking for something that can uh, utilize those things that people always said I was good at. And so counseling and the psychology was one of the avenues that um, I can, you know, take and be able to, um, you know, live out my passion. And I really enjoyed um, listening to people and helping them find solutions to uh, everyday problems from um, even life coaching to being a leadership coach and the whole nine yards. And I end up switching gears from that because I started my nonprofit and I realized that my passion lied in the nonprofit sector. And it was crazy. And, and nobody understood why I wanted to do a, a drastic change after I had been so successful in the um, private practice field. But um, I felt like it was if I was going to change careers, like fully change that it was definitely going to have to be a just cold cut, like just cut it and start all the way fresh. And that's what I did. And uh, it hasn't been no looking back. Um, I do miss uh, the one on ones and talking to people. And I referred all my clients out. But um, being more active in the community and being um, the forefront for so many nonprofits mm. and doing what I love every single day, I would definitely say I'm fulfilled. Uh, I'm happy. I'm thriving. I'm vibrant. Mm -hmm. And uh, walking in my purpose. Mm. Well, Dr. Rowe, I would have to say that um, through this experience, I would definitely have to piggyback on the fact that you living and working and being your purpose is is resonating uh as we can see with over 15,000 members in less than you know six to seven months um and 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 how you're filling a void that was so much needed within our community and when I say our community people of uh melanated um stature and you know, so the, the fact that you were able to uh, play a plot and strategize um, and and make this come into fruition in such a, 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 a short amount of time is a testament to you being in purpose and living purpose and being of purpose. Right. And it is a um, exhibit, an example of how when you fall and live in purpose, how the universe God, whatever you, however you choose to call source, um, how it is present to be of service to those who want to live in service. Right. And, um, and so from that particular standpoint and being able to, to do that, I would like to humbly again, congratulate you for, for creating an environment that is conducive to people being able to um, express and live and assisting in them getting out their passions, right? And and, and really uh, providing a forum and an opportunity for people to connect to help 
elevate their purpose and um, and their passions within this uh, community that you have created, right? And as a, um, it's almost like you birth another uh, child and the way that you have been co- cultivating it and pouring life into it um, and seeing, as you were saying, like, you know, people coming up to you uh, are getting in contact with you and, and, um, you know, paying their reverence for you creating this opportunity or you birthing this opportunity, uh, is, is just wonderful. And it is just absolutely commendable. I I guess I, I also, I would want to know within that experience, right? How did you, um, how did you find, or where did the people, come from to help you obviously it's not a it's not a one woman show uh yes you are you are quarterbacking it but then how did you find the uh the people to assist you in giving birth where were the mid where did the midwives come from they definitely came from prayer uh i definitely had prayed and said you know god uh send the right people that can help me uh propel this vision forward uh, people that are trustworthy, people of quality and high quality at that, uh, to be examples and that have the same type of energy and the same passion uh, that I bring forth with it uh, to um, come alongside me and, um, you know, literally link hands and say, okay, guys, we're going to literally be the, the difference that we want to see. And uh, people of action. Um, an action meaning a active word, uh, actually doing uh, what you say you're going to do and showing up when it um, matters most and being consistent. So um, I have been blessed with an amazing team of people that have come on board to help push this, to help grow it. And we all stand together. We all show up and um, are all very much dedicated to um, the cause and uh, helping other people succeed and helping other people cross. Mm. Well, you know, with that being said, um, I am here to be at your service as well. Uh, So whatever I can do, however I can do it, consider it done. Um, And and yeah, man, I just I I, I love the space. I love the opportunities that you provide uh, for for people at any level within the, um, the nonprofit world. Right. And, um, and yeah, I just like, I'm just totally, um, enamored with the endless possibilities that can come from being, uh, in blacks and nonprofits as, and on whatever level, whether it's like through a paid membership, through it, whether it's just like just showing up in the Facebook group and just the wealth of information that is, uh, able to be tapped into by being in that environment. And it's just like, it's like, it's on, it's on point. It's, it's dope. It's, um, and it, and it's very necessary. Right. Uh, I, th- I feel like with, uh, what I've been seeing through my bird's eye view, um, and outside looking in, is that the way that it's able to tap into the diaspora and um, be used as a vehicle to connect the diaspora? I think there is uh, there is hella opportunity in that, um, and and hella healing that can happen within that. Uh, and, and there is like it's it's just so necessary. It's so needed. All right, and also the idea of 
how to turn how to turn uh, passion into purpose that also turns into profit um, is also um, something that that is presented within the group as well, right? Because I know I ideally yes, it is a non it is a nonprofit, but nonprofits are a specific type of business entity that are set up um, within the legal structures of things, right? And so to be able to give the education on how to get the profit in nonprofit, <laughs> I think is 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 also um, invaluable and impactful, and is something to be gained within that group as well. Uh, and it's just like, it's dope. It's just dope. What you did is, is dope. is dope thank AF you. for real. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. You are extremely welcome, ma'am. <laughs> um, and so, you know, with that being said, uh, you, you have the floor for the next, uh, for the next minute and a half. You don't have to take the whole minute, but you have the floor to tell the people, how to reach you, where to reach you, uh, any last parting words um, of your expression of compassion, please take it away. Well, hey, guys, it's definitely been a um, ultimate blast uh, being on the show on tonight. Uh, I hope you guys were able to grab some great things uh, from the points and the questions that he asked on tonight and be able to resonate that uh, life isn't promised uh, for any of us. Each day is definitely a blessing to be a part and uh, really appreciate your loved ones uh, while they're here. And like he said, uh, give them their flowers, give them their words of uh, gratitude, their affirmations and speak positive things over yourself, over your kids, over uh, your business over your nonprofits. And then um, one of the main things is just to know that you can do anything um, and um, achieve anything that you put your mind to, your mindset to. And having a positive mindset will take you so far. Um, and when those negative thoughts do start to creep in, make sure that you counter it with something positive. And there's always a positive thought that you can come back to a negative thought. Oh, you know, it's cold outside. Well, somebody out somewhere can't get up and go outside. They haven't been outside in years, but you have activity in your limbs to be able to walk without assistance to uh, even be outside. So we always can think of uh, moments of gratitude and moments of humbleness that we can um, say, yeah, you know, I'm thankful. So uh, I'm very thankful for um, everyone supporting Blacks and Nonprofits. And if you uh, would like to be a part of the Blacks and Nonprofits uh, community, you can just go to the page and send a request. It's totally free to join Blacks and Nonprofits. Uh, the other platform is the National Nonprofit Minority Association, and that is a paid membership, uh, but it's very affordable and it's for all nonprofits. Uh, we cater to minority-led nonprofits, uh, but it's so many tips and tools and resources and mentorship that's available. And you can visit us at www.nationalnonprofitminorityassociation.org for the website. Uh, I'm on all social media platforms. You can find me on Instagram at the Dr. Rowe, Instagram at Blacks and Nonprofits. And on Twitter, we are um, Blacks and Nonprofits at the Dr. Rowe. So you can um, contact me at any time, uh, very approachable. If you need help with your nonprofit, uh, would 
love to talk to you, love to give you um, the tips and tools to take your nonprofit to the next level. It's about sustainability and longevity. So in order to do that, it takes hard work and action, and it takes you being committed to your goal and being consistent, but know that you can do it. You're on mute, I think. Oh, yes, I am. Thank you. Okay. Um, I would have to say that I have the wrong Instagram on the uh, on the live. I have at National Nonprofit um, Organization or National Black Non, whatever that is, the um, that I have on here. But I will make sure that I have the right ones in the uh, show description so that they can get at you personally. And then from there uh branch out to all the uh all the other leaves that you have on the tree that is your life um and so yeah so at the end of the day i would like to thank you once again for joining us on the human experience i would also like to thank you the listener uh for joining us on this particular experience there were some hiccups there were some glitches but we still got through and the medicine was still injected into the ethos. And so hopefully there are some gems and jewels that you are able to pick up. I would also like to say uh, thank you to Beard Zion for the lovely beard care products that has my beard looking so soft and so smooth. Uh, so thank you, Beard Zion, for your um, for your products. Check them out at beardzion.com and i would also like to give a shout out to one of our sponsors which is element lighting um thank you for having us shining so brightly in this wonderful human experience and i would have to say thank you to the listeners um and thanks for uh sherry monsell who uh hopped on and listened to us uh, live and um who was a guest at one of our prior prior um, prior human experiences and who I had the great fortune of meeting in blacks of non in nonprofit. So, you know, it's a wonderful space. It's a wonderful place. Check them out. Um, and like I said, I will provide all the links in how to check them out and become a member if you uh, so choose to do so. With that being said, it is another day, another way. And we thank you for joining us here at the human experience where this is compassion in action i am your host at true him at h-i-m-y-o at dynamiz m at it all flows through him and thank you for joining us today on the human experience be peaceful be happy be productive and be you because you matter and we'll see you on the next human experience thanks shout out to born great for the uh perfect introduction damn it not perfect thanks to born great for the intro and outro music because it is dynamic check them out uh for any of your uh background or beats if you rap or happen to slap them sticks and then start rapping and i'm gonna have to make it happen i don't want to digress but i will progress in me flowing and going and letting you know that i am him yo 
with that being said i just digress but hey, it happens just gotta live it up every once in a while thank you for joining us see you on the next human experience